Welcome to r slash petty revenge, where someone patiently waits 10 years to get revenge. Our next Reddit post is from OK Caterpillar. A little setup. My dad is one of nine children to my grandparents. When the oldest sister, my auntie, let's call her Margaret, got married, one of the gifts that she received was for very poorly made clay pots from one of her friends who wasn't super close to the family. They were all very different to each other, and they didn't match at all. I assume they came out of a first-timer's pottery class or something. Anyway, fast forward 15 years and my parents are getting married. Margaret shows up to the wedding, like you do, and the ceremony and reception pass with no drama and everyone goes home. The following week, my parents begin to sort through all their wedding gifts. They unwrap Margaret's present to find a very old, worn-looking cardboard box with the old tape still underneath and new tape put on top by Margaret to keep the lid closed. Dad opens the box to see the four ugly pots that had been given to Margaret 15 years prior. My parents knew that this was a gift to Margaret because on the bottom of the box, there was writing that said, Congratulations on getting married, Margaret! Margaret hadn't even bothered to take the pots out of the box when she gifted them or checked on their condition when rewrapping them. This thoroughly pissed off my dad. Then, his anger turned to determination as he started to develop a plan that would stretch almost a decade. With Christmas fast approaching, my dad re-wrapped the pots in the same box with the same wedding card addressed to Margaret's. It was essentially in the same condition that he had received it in. He then wrote another card addressed to another one of his siblings explaining his plan. He gave the present to the youngest of his siblings and put a newer card on it explaining that she had to hold on to the pots until next Christmas, making sure to unwrap the present and make sure that everyone could see the pots in one way or another. The card then explained to leave the wedding card in the box and to not let anyone see it. My auntie would then hold on to the box, pots, and card until next Christmas. She would then give the pots and my dad's note to the next sibling above her in age. The cycle would repeat another eight times until it reached my oldest sibling, Margaret. In my dad's letter, it instructed the last sibling before Margaret to not give her the letter written by him regarding the plan. Nine years had passed. My dad and all the siblings watched as Margaret pulled out the pots that she had seen being passed around from sister to brother to sister for the last decade. She then noticed the note still inside the box. She opened it, and a Category 4.2 earthquake was registered as her jaw hit the floor. Now, most people would expect her to erupt in rage, but Australians have some of the best senses of humor on the planet. The family all had a good chuckle about it and moved on to Christmas lunch. The pots are now separated. One went to my dad, one went to Margaret, one went to my parents, and the last being the trophy of the annual cricket game. It was sadly destroyed by a rogue ball in that very same yearly tournament, and it's now only half a trophy. Hope you enjoyed! Our next Reddit post is from N. Smith. I worked at an auto parts store, and we had just hired a new guy that seemed to have prior experience in the business, but Christ, he was a cocky bastard. He was super jealous of my position, and I had gotten a raise, and I am not shy about it. So anyway, I'm a sales lead, and he's under me. He constantly undermines my authority, and it's just a general pain in the butt all the time. He ignores my instructions and always tries to threaten me with policy. So, what I did was drop a hint that there was a store manager position that I was considering, which normally was a good position. But this store was a wreck, and everyone knew it. 
They could never keep a manager on board for more than a month. So, of course, he applied for that position just because he thought that I did, and he got it by default. Nobody else had applied in over a month of it being open. Pretty soon, he was working over 120 hours on salary with no overtime. And the store barely broke even, so he didn't even get very good commissions, which is supposed to be like a quarter of their pay. I was making over double what he was making per hour, with all the chill, cushy shifts in a fully staffed store that made bank. His store ended up shutting down, and he got moved somewhere else. It didn't ruin his life or anything, but he had to be miserable for a while and he made less money per hour than he did before. Don't assume that you're smarter than people that you don't know. Our next Reddit post is from Trina608. I own a big house. I'm talking old Victorian type that I restored. An older couple moved in across the street this summer and they started complaining about everything I did. They didn't like the siding that I was having put on, my front door color was ugly, they hated all the different colored flowers that I planted. They didn't like the idea of a young single woman living in a house that I clearly couldn't afford. They actually told me that. I tried to ignore them until Christmas. I put up lights and a few blow-ups, but nothing the other neighbors don't do. This couple started complaining immediately. Christmas offended them. I just smiled and added more. At this moment, my house can be seen on Mars. To add to the petty revenge, I told the neighbor next to me, and he told another, and then another. You get the picture. Down in the comments, we have this story from I've Been Thinking Too Much. After I moved in, the lady across the street told me that she was gonna buy my house, but it was too ugly. Well, I told her, now you can look at it all day, every day. Our next Reddit post is from NinCreativeNinko. In a nutshell, I was seeing a guy who I met randomly through a friend. He asked me on multiple dates, and I've straightforwardly told him that I'm not looking for just a hookup. To which he assured me that his intentions were different because he felt like this could go somewhere. Fast forward a month of us going on dates, talking, and him being the perfect gentleman. We sleep together, and two days later, I get hit with a, I've realized that I'm not ready for anything serious right now, and I want to be transparent with you. So, let's keep it casual. What BS. How convenient. So, I've decided not to be an adult and play his game. I pretended to be confused, but then said that it's better for us both this way. He immediately called me and started asking why, to which I responded, Well, I realize that I don't want anything serious with you. Which made this guy go insane. It's been a week and he's calling me every day wanting to spend time with me, trying to make him want him, apparently. One thing that changed is now he's getting the full-on random hookup option treatment. Seriously. Today's episode is sponsored by Sunbasket. Because of COVID, I literally haven't gone to the grocery store in like two years. Obviously because I don't want COVID to kill me, but also because I do voice work, so I don't think my fans would really enjoy my content if I catch COVID and I have to record episodes like, Welcome to r slash pro revenge. That's why I love, love, love services like Sunbasket. Sunbasket is a meal delivery service that delivers healthy meals straight to your door. They offer organic produce, sustainable seafoods and meats, and best of all, it's honestly really tasty. The other thing I like about it is that they don't only send you meals to cook. Like, yeah, you'll have ingredients and instructions for how to cook a healthy meal, but they also give you snacks, and who doesn't like snacks? Look, I'm just going to read the names of some of these dishes so you can get an idea of what we're talking about. 
pan-seared salmon tikka masala over rainbow quinoa, honey balsamic glazed chicken with warm cabbage apple salad, chipotle barbecue tofu salad with black beans and honey mustard vinaigrette. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $90 off and a free gift when you order. Go to sunbasket.com slash r slash and enter the promo code r slash at checkout. Our next Reddit post is from Bat Kevin. To start, my coworker is great as a person. As a coworker, she's the worst. Let's call her Regina. When I started at this place a year ago, Regina was to train me on one aspect of our job. I had to ask her to slow down and repeat herself several times because nothing made sense. And keep in mind, I've worked in this industry eight years longer than she has. My boss was clearly able to explain how to do this in five minutes, and I've never had an issue. Shortly after starting, I noticed Regina would CC our boss on every email that she sent to me. Regina would email me several times a day calling me out for problems she noticed, always CCing our boss. But I was always in the right, and my boss would back me up. I emailed Regina, only Regina, and I said that I felt like she was trying to get me in trouble, that I felt disrespected, and I was only trying to improve. She replied, CCing our boss, telling me that if I felt that way, it was my own doing. Okay, got it. My entire team works from home, so our bosses put people in charge of certain things, so that way one person will always be in control. One of my tasks is issuing documents for signature via the very popular system we all know. Basically, my team will send me an email that says, send these documents to such and such, and I get to it. The good news, Regina only copies our boss on super important documents, which I understand. The other day, Regina sent me a request, and I failed to copy her when it was issued. I fixed it within one minute, and it didn't cause an issue, but she still made a big deal about it over email and in our team meeting. The next request I got from her had, Be sure to double check your work and that all people are copied as detailed below. That pissed me off. The funny thing was, she didn't attach the documents that I had to send, nor tell me where the docs were located for me to get them myself. I reply asking for the documents, and she sends them, stating, These are the final approved versions. Except, they're wrong. First of all, we send PDFs, not Word documents. She sent me Word documents. Second, the formatting was atrocious. Signature blocks cover four pages when they should only be on one. The vendor name and address were put into different tables, so it made no sense. So, I sent it as is. Of course, I copied my boss on this because she had to actually sign the document and my boss was not happy with the state of this document. I replied to my boss with the email from Regina saying that this document was approved by our boss and with my other projects. So, I didn't do quality control like I normally do, which isn't expected of me anyway, but I do normally do it to prevent issues down the road. My boss replies to Regina and CCs me, laying into Regina that OP is not to fix her mistakes because he has his own job to do. This was reiterated in our next team meeting, and I could see how angry my boss was. She later had a one-on-one with me, and she said that she wasn't upset with me. The next request that I got from Regina was incredibly detailed, and it had everything I needed in the right format. Our next Reddit post is from No Concept. I had a trophy wife client who had a frozen yogurt business paid for by her husband. They contacted me and asked me to design and build a new website for her business. 
I gave them a quote, and they asked if they could pay in three installments. After we agreed to all the terms, I got written approval, and I received my 33% deposit. I got cracking. We had regular check-ins, and they were happy with the progress. Until one day, they just went quiet. They were already behind on the second payment, and I was growing impatient. I was done with the site, and I just needed final approval and payment before launching it, but I couldn't get a hold of either of them. I eventually got a hold of the lady at her day job after weeks of being ghosted. She calmly told me that they found someone cheaper and that they won't be paying the remaining 66% even though the project was complete and all their feedback was addressed. She told me that I should just give her 33% of the files and move on with my life. I made it clear that websites don't really work if you only upload 33% of the files, sarcastically, at which point she hung up the phone. I still had their FTP details for their brand domain that housed their current, that is old, website. So, I decided to take revenge. I created a page with an animated fake loading bar that was stuck at 33%. Underneath the loading bar was the message, this company does not pay their suppliers. They decided to pay only a third of the price, so now they have only a third of a website. I went as far as to download the website files, split it up into roughly three portions based on file size, and upload a zip folder containing a third of the files to the FTP folder. This way, I actually gave them the 33% of the files they paid for, and I could show the file size to prove it. I also permanently deleted the old site's files from the folder, so they couldn't restore from a backup. Not that they would have a clue how to do that. They threatened to sue me, but I'm still waiting. Apparently they didn't get the memo. Never mess with the IT guy. Our next Reddit post is from Sudden Pineapple. In my early 20s, I lived with my ex-boyfriend. I was gullible, and I believed every word that came out of his mouth. I believed him when he said that he worked late hours and came back at 4am and made up excuses to keep me from meeting his friends and family and let him isolate me and hide me away. Well, one day, his grandmother passed away from natural causes, and he was devastated, so I asked if he wanted company or to be left alone to grieve. He, of course, wanted to go alone, and so I let him. I got a call from someone who knew both me and my ex, telling me that he did, in fact, take his girlfriend to the funeral, but that person was not me. This girl had been introduced to his family, taken on date after date, and my boyfriend had even played dad to her one-year-old son. My heart sank to my feet that day, and so did hers once she found out about me. My friend got the two of us in contact, and we talked for hours. We laughed, cried, and in the end, we decided to dump that guy and be friends. He absolutely hated it. The two of us became extremely close after that. I took her to her 21st birthday party and drunk sat her after she got sick all over me, and we took each other on a date and even to a concert that our family got tickets for. To this day, I have her in my phone as the wife, even though we're both married to wonderful men. Okay, yeah, cool revenge, this is a neat story, but can we talk for a second about the fact that this guy used the death of his grandmother as an excuse to go cheat on you? Our next Reddit post is from Red Eye. I'm a 22-year-old woman who works at a kiosk in the mall, and Adam, a 20-year-old guy, works at the kiosk right beside ours. I disliked Adam from the first month that I started working there because it was pretty self-explanatory. He's a douchey guy and says a lot of misogynistic things. 
I usually ignore everyone and don't partake in conversation, but when it's a joint conversation with my coworkers who are all men, and I'm talking, if Adam gets bored or doesn't want to wait until I'm done, he'll face the other guy and stop me halfway so he can talk about whatever he wants. The other guys don't pick up on it, or they're used to doing this as well, so I completely stopped engaging if he's around. Recently, a new girl started working, and Adam tried to do the same thing to her, and she picked up on it. The very first time he talked to her, he tried to interject four times. He actively tried to stop her from talking four times, and she wouldn't budge. She just continued talking to me and our other coworker, and at that point, I just decided to screw him. So now, whenever he struts over to our kiosk to try to talk to everyone, I interrupt him midway and start a new conversation or pull my coworker into doing a task. Every single time, without fail. It's enough to keep me content at work. We also don't let him get a word in when it's just me and the girl, and I full-on ignore him when it's just me at the kiosk. It's a mini win. That was r slash petty revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.